Dread Podcast Network presents... Yay, the fair's in town. Michael, do you think you can buy me a corn dog? Sure. Uh, oh, I want an elephant ear, too. I'll be right back. Okay, I'll be over by the carnival games. Step right up, step right up. You could be the next contestant to win a prize. Maddie, is that you? Sir, I have no idea who you are. Come on, come all. You could be the next big winner. Maddie, I know it's you. I see you every week. Please, sir, step aside for the pain customers. All right, stop the charade. I didn't want to tell you, but I come from a long line of carnival workers. Hawking cheap stuffed animals just runs in my blood. I just love the smells of the melange of cotton candy and porta potties. The screams of terror from people as they whip around uncontrollably by poorly maintained carnival rides. The despair on a man's face when they can't obtain the prize for their lovely date by winning a simple game of chance. The screams from children when they see their first clown. When a ride stops and the riders are stuck upside down, it's just delicious. Okay, uh, sorry I asked. It's episode 57, Amusement Parks Are Terrifying. I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. I'm Marjorie Green, and I approve this message. To save America, stop socialism, and stop China. Stay the pie, we honor thee from life to death Doubters, the doomsters, the gloomsters, they are going to get it wrong. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to run? Where are you going to hide? Nowhere. Because there's no one like you left. What do we want? Justice! When do we want it? I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. Sometimes that is better. We begin with that breaking story, a deadly fall from one of the tallest roller coasters in the world. Yeah, this is both scary and sad. A mother falling to her death while riding the Texas giant roller coaster at Six Flags. There were people on the ride and in line who saw the whole thing. Welcome to episode 57 of Friday the 13th Horror Podcast. My name is Andrew. And I am Maddie. And today we are talking all about those horrifying amusement parks. Get your ticket, get in line, and wait in line for 37 minutes for one very quick ride yeah, called Friday the 13th. Get ready, everybody. And if this is your first time with us, we are a horror podcast that talks about all things horror in real life and in the movies from an LGBTQ perspective. So get ready. Jump on board. We're going on the roller coaster of love. Is it love today, really? Are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think you're right, actually. I think it's a roller coaster of insanity and terror. <laughs> Thank you very much. But if you love those things, you're in the right place. First, we're going to talk about some scary shit in the real world. Let's talk about that right now. We've got four things lined up for you. First is the January 6th commission. Remember what happened on January 6th? What was it, Andrew? The insurrection. There you go. So we tried to get a commission going. The good guys did. And guess what? The bad guys filibustered it because there's still something called a filibuster that they can do to make things not happen. So now that January 6th commission is not going to happen. How about that? Isn't that great? Great. Isn't that wonderful? We don't get to know the real story behind it. Cool. Um, next thing up is it's been one year since George Floyd died. 
Um, he died Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it, I shouldn't say died. He was murdered Memorial Day weekend of 2020. Cannot believe it's been an entire year. Yeah, it's been the uh, longest year and the shortest year all in the same thing. Um, I I want to say that, you know, it has sparked a lot of great conversation. Horrible thing that happened, um, but at least we can see some people that hadn't seen it before um, come to light, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's a horrible way to think about it, but yeah. if, if, if death is going to result in anything, it should result in change. Yeah, sure, so. sure, sure. I mean, it, it, it's been good to see people come around who... Needed to come around. What else can I say? For sure. Um, also, the country of Belarus hijacked an airplane. It's a Ryanair airplane, actually, which is funny because I'm moving to Ireland. Um, but uh, they hijacked the plane as it was flying over Belarus because on board was an activist named Roman Protasevich. Do you, have you heard of this guy? No. Um, so in Belarus a couple years ago and last year, too, you'll remember that there were really big protests. The guy that's in, in charge in Belarus is known as the last dictator in Europe. He's a terrible, terrible person. Lukashenko is his name. Roman Protasevich is the reason why there were these huge, um, these huge massive uprisings all over the country. Like the reason why they, like he helped He's the he's the one who together. he's the one okay. who organized. I wanted to make sure it wasn't against yeah. him. Like no, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the reason why these big uprisings occurred, um, and then he's been living in exile ever since. Um, Belarus made the airplane land in Belarus. Um, they set up fighter jets to bring it down, and uh, they now have this dude, and everyone thinks that they're probably going to kill him. So it's a big international incident. It's insane what's was, going on. Was right this now. a commercial flight? Oh uh, yeah, it was a commercial flight. So what about uh, what? Do they have any on, on all the other people that were on board? The, all, all of those people are, are are off the you know they're off the plane, of course, and they're they're you know nominally fine, I would guess. But they said that there was a bomb threat, and there was no bomb uh, threat. So all every country in the world is like, I can't believe you're doing this. It's really insane. Just a crazy story. You should follow it because Belarus is sort of a bellwether for what might be happening with Russia. There could be a lot of terrible things that come out of this particular story. Hmm. Biden's new budget is very, very big. It's one of the biggest we've ever had in American history. Um, but student loan forgiveness was dropped entirely. I mean, it's good that it's big. I think we we need the money right now to financially yeah. recover from you know the last year. It's been the you know biggest um, non man made driven yeah. uh, recession that we've had for sure. Um, and I think that we need that stimulus to back in the economy to yeah. help us get back together. Um, student loan stuff. Uh, I don't know if this will ever happen, if I'm being totally honest, just it's, because yeah, of it's, the it, it's it, I think what we what we fail to remember is that the college beyond um, kind of community college, you know, university level is a business and um, they're going to treat it that way. And I think that they have the power, unfortunately, of the government behind them. So um, I don't know what to say about it. It yeah. sucks, but it's it's there. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. And um, it's bullshit that Biden uh, backed out and. Um, it's just shit because if you really want to help the economy, help people get the education that they deserve and need, and then say, hey, the hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt that you have, just spend it on something else. And yeah. guess what? The economy will boom. Anyways, those are the terrifying things that we certified this month. Uh, let's hope that real life gets a little less scary. All right. Ready to get into our topic of the day? Hop on board. The ride. The uh, roller coaster. See what I'm trying to do? Um 
theme-based things. Uh, yeah, you I, see what I got I'm that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, did you grow up going to theme parks, amusement parks, fairs, carnivals? Anything uh, like that? Yeah. Oh, carnivals for sure. We had we had a carnival uh, in Hobart where I grew up every summer. It was called, it was the Saint Bridget Carnival. We had the Mesic Mushroom Festival. Oh wow! <laughs> Listen to that. Um, and there were other like little carnivals around around the area too. Um, I went to Six Flags with my best friend Kevin all the time. Well, um, yeah, you're not every that summer far we were there. Yeah, yeah, we we weren't far at all from from Gurney where it is. Um, and I loved going to Six Flags. Oh my god, I thought it was the best thing in the world. Yeah, we didn't have because in Northern Michigan we didn't really have anything beyond like yeah. the county fair or like the uh, carnivals that would come sure. through. Um, we had the steam engine show, which you can imagine wow, for a child that's yeah. really exciting. <laughs> Look um, at these steam engines, mom. Yeah, <laughs> they're really steaming. They'd fire one up every year, and everyone would be like. Cool. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, thanks for rolling that into town. We really appreciate it. Um, but we had those definitely like those fairs that would come into town like, yeah. uh, I don't know, like once a summer or whatever. Sure. And they would have like the classics, like the Gravitron yeah. and the Zipper. Oh, God, and, like The thought of getting on the Gravitron right now is like actually making me sick. Yeah. As someone Ugh. who suffers from sleep paralysis and you wake up and you can't move, I don't want to feel that's that just, feeling that's anymore. That's so, so gross. Ugh. Uh, but yeah. Um, did you have any favorite rides? Total Whirl. Tilt Whirl. I like the uh, Tilt Whirl. Yeah, I, I love. I I would ride the Tilt Whirl over and over again if people let me. Oh, and the Octopus. I love the Octopus. I don't too. think I know what that is. The Octopus. I had. It was like it had eight arms, of course, and on each of the arms was kind of like another Tilt Whirl thing, basically. Okay. But then it went up, and it went. You know, it it went around. Yeah. But then it would also like tilt as it went. Huh. So it was kind of like an automatic Tilt Whirl, if you could think of it that way. Okay. Like, it was actually it was. I love that ride. Yeah, that's cool. I can I, see it in my head right now. I was always a big fan of the uh, the zipper. Um, what was oh oh you get in the, it's like you, that thing you get in like the enclosed cart and you go like up and over and up and, and over it flips and around. it flips around. Oh, damn, I don't think I could do it oh, now. Man, no. I, w- I would but... have a headache for eighteen <laughs> days after. But I remembered liking it as a kid. Um, I'm trying to think if there were any other rides that I really like. Patilta Whirl was a big one. Um, what like what are like the sp- what about the merry go round? No. Or carousel, as some people or the, call Or the it. carousel. Are they the same thing? Yeah, I, th- I think that they are. Okay. Yeah, I think that they are. Um, Aren't they? I think. This is the part on the podcast where we always, like, where we'll have one thing where, like, we literally just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, two days later, someone someone on Twitter will be like, oh, it's this thing. Yeah. We're, we're like, like, oh, um, thank you. Thanks, 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 thanks for the that. correction. I think that they're the same thing, though. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, did you have any like favorite uh, pastimes of going to the fair? Um, yeah, I mean, like because fairs and carnivals are always time based, right? Yeah. They, there's it's always an event. So, like the St. Bridget Carnival was always good because it was kind of like the start of summer, mm-hmm. and then um, the Lake County Fair was always good because it was August and it was right by my birthday. Okay, and the Lake County Fair was big it was huge um and there was so much that you could do at it i remember like um of course there were rides but there were like animals and there were like it was like 4-h stuff and there was like food and there were bands and it was a pretty big deal actually at the lake county fairgrounds i do remember when they would come out and like parade their like cows and chickens without a doubt yeah actually i don't mean to bring the mood down but i have a, a pretty vivid memory of of lake county fair when i was a teenager um, and there, I remember, like, I can't remember where we were in the fairgrounds, but there was a very clearly gay kid that was getting taunted, like, 
people were like circling around him oh, no. and like taunting this kid at the fair guy. I promise I didn't mean to bring this down. This is just like coming out of my head right now. Um, and I didn't do anything about it. Yeah. And it really haunts me to this well, you day. Were, you, you were a kid too though, right? Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, we were, I was probably 17. He was probably 17. It was that kind of thing. But you know, it's just one of those things that really sticks with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just, ugh, I hate thinking about that. God, this is supposed to be a fun one <laughs> about roller coasters. Anyways, I'm gay. So I have to bring up depressing <laughs> things. Ugh, you say something. Go um, ahead. I, have you ever had any accidents at the fair? Uh, like on a like on a ride or never on like a that. ride. I, I and I don't think I, I ever got hurt at the fair or anything either. I mean, I I I can't remember, but I'm sure like as a kid I got sick because I ate something yeah. or because like you know the ride made me sick. But I can't remember anything of note. Um, I definitely got bucked off a horse. Jeez, what the fuck is wrong? (laughs) Who puts her kid in a horse? Well, you know, it's like where they parade you around like a little... You know what? Fuck no. Listen, if I ever have kids, they're not going on any any kind of animal thing. Um, And then I also had a malfunction on the pirate ship. So, you know, the pirate ship. Oh, it would just like swing back and forth, yeah. right? What and happened? It would go like higher and higher. Did it go all the way around? No, it just our, the lap belt, <laughs> the, the lap belt that we were in, the hydraulic like got loose. <gasps> so we were like slipping out. <gasps> so that was terrifying. Oh my God, you could have been in Final Destination <laughs> 3. Final Destination 3, parrot, <laughs> pirate ship. Listen. We'll talk about it later, but that movie is so kooky, there may as well have been a pirate ship riding it. <laughs> I'll trust me on that one. So speaking of accidents, do you want to go through some of the ones that I found? Only if they destroyed families' lives. They did. Okay, good. Then tell me about those ones. <laughs> um, so, you know, a little bit of a content warning. You know, this does have some pretty gruesome events that happen to some people. So if that's... Like how gruesome? Uh, pretty bad. <laughs> you know what? I think our listeners are pretty uh, hardy. Yeah. So you, you can handle if, this if shit. If you don't like that kind of stuff, you can probably skip about five to seven minutes ahead. Listen, but... you know, th- these people were just watching like Saw eight, I know. eight minutes ago. Spiral. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to be fine. <laughs> um, so first of all, there are roughly about 30,000 amusement park related injuries every year. <laughs> Not in 2020. <laughs> Not in 2020. <laughs> Um, I want to start with um, one of the more famous Wait, ones. do you know how many deaths there are? No, it's just we okay. only had injuries. Because I don't think it, in deaths are consistent. It's more like injuries are consistent. Not nearly enough of them, I say. <laughs> um, first, uh, one of the bigger ones, Disneyland out in California. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Are you familiar with this one? Uh, I, I do remember hearing about this accident. Yeah. I, I can remember that in my head. So one man died and 10 other riders were hurt when train cars filled with passengers broke loose from a locomotive in a dark tunnel on Disneyland's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Um, the accident occurred in the morning at about 1120 after the lead car decorated to resemble a small red engine and open top passenger cars sped through the faux desert landscape and uphill into a tunnel where the car separated and the locomotive derailed. I'll tell you, uh, you know what? Disney is fucking old as fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And especially this one. This is one of the older rides there. Um, So authorities identified the dead man as Marcelo Torres, 22, only 22 years old. Oh, no, that's really sad. Of Gardenia. Um, emergency workers said they had to extricate him from the front passenger card. Ten other riders ranging from the ages of 9 to 47 were treated for moderate or minor injuries at the hospital. Um, so investigators later determined that the Disney staff did not follow proper maintenance procedures, which led to the accident. I mean, 
Fucking Mickey Mouse is a lazy ass bitch. <laughs> the, you'll see uh, you'll see some commonalities in some of these of just like people didn't take care of the rides. Well, correctly. sure, but I mean, you know what else? I mean, guess how much fucking these people are paid? Yeah, probably. You know what it's I mean? Well, it's like, most of the time, it's like teenagers. I mean, that's so. the thing. It's like you know these these accidents happen, and people are like, "Oh, how can you let this happen?" I'm like, "Uh, because it's a teenager that's getting paid minimum wage. Yeah, that's exactly. probably the reason why." Um, next up is the Verruckt water slide in Kansas City, Kansas, in August of. 2016. Ferut. Sure. Ferut. I, don't, I don't think they pronounce it that way in Kansas it's City. It's Deutsch. <laughs> yeah. It means crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, well, this is a crazy story because in 2016, a 10-year-old boy died tragically while visiting. The Schlitterbahn. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that word. Um, he was riding the water slide, a 168-foot tall water slide that was certified by the I remember Guinness this too. Oh, my reference. God. I remember this. Um, this was certified as the tallest water slide in the world. The boy was actually decapitated when a raft he was riding went airborne, causing him to strike a metal rod used to hold a safety net in place. So I saw pictures of this of this uh, water slide. It's classically one of those ones that goes down very quickly and then kind of has a bump in it and then goes down. But because of the velocity that you're going at, they put a safety net around the thing, the water slide. So that's what he hit his head on and unfortunately died. Um, the state's labor department launched an investigation into the ride, shutting it down during the process, but said it did not appear that the ride malfunctioned. Um, they say it was a freak accident. Uh, so um, they did kind of... Are you motherfucker? A kid got decapitated, yeah. and you're going to say, no, it's fine? What the fuck is wrong with you? The water slide eventually was dismantled, but not until two years after the incident. Uh, you know, okay, I, I will say this. I, I do like theme park rides. Yeah. I am not into water shit at fucking all. I hate water slides. I hate going down a water slide. Yeah. I, that I, it's... The only part uh, I the only it. part I like is the lazy river. So. Yeah, g- you know, give me the lazy river, and even that, like, can I do it fully clothed? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, thank you. I constantly have dreams where um, I'm on a water slide and I'm going up on the sides. You know how like you kind of like oh yeah when you're going around a corner yeah and then you fly off and then I fly off yeah because you're gonna die. That's how my dreams are like. That yeah, th- that lot. is part of the reason why I never want to go on it ever. Okay, this one is gonna be this one's really gruesome. It doesn't actually involve a death, but it, it's just like what happened was really gross um king's crown in omaha nebraska so this is more of a kind of a carnival type ride where um it basically is a spinny ride so the the ride is called the king's crown yeah yeah. okay but it's more of like a it's not like a big like roller coaster or like you know it's more of like a carnival ride um so these these people the this family was at a cinco de mayo festival in omaha which that is in and of itself A weird thing at Cinco de Mayo Festival. I mean, you got to have it at Cinco de Mayo everywhere, you know Um, what I mean? When their 11-year-old daughter's hair got caught in the ride's machinery, the family says she spun around attached by her hair for several minutes until her scalp pulled away from her This is not not funny. It's gross. Holy holy shit. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Oh, Oh, my God. Um, thankfully, the brave girl has gone undergone several surgeries and said that her oh, hair is starting her. to grow back on God the one her. side. Oh, what a sweet little baby. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Um, it's still not clear what happened to cause the accident. I think she maybe just had really long hair and didn't have it tied up and... It just got caught. Always blame the girl, Andrew. No, no, as I'm, just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that there's been no other accidents involved with King's Crown. Wow. Um, and then the last one, which has stuck with me 
all of these years. I remember hearing about this when I was a kid and it freaked me out so bad that I could not ever go on a ride like this ever again. Um, so this is a Six Flags in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, it's the Superman Tower of Power. While riding a free fall ride called the the Tower of Power at Six Flags in 2007, a 13-year-old girl suffered a freak accident that resulted in her feet being cut off. Um, basically, what happened is a cord got wrapped around her feet, which severed them from her legs at the ankles. Um, I remember hearing about this. It was kind of one of those situations where a uh, very heavy-duty cable snapped. And she was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, and if you don't know what the Tower of Power is, it's one of these ones where it shoots you up really quick and then drops you down really fast. So, Sounds terrible also, to be honest. Um, so thankfully, the doctors were miraculously be able to reattach one foot, but they were forced to amputate the other leg below the knee. Um, the ride, which pulls passengers 177 feet before dropping them at 54 miles per hour, was later dismantled. Uh, eventually the entire theme park closed because of financial troubles um thankfully the girl relearned to walk and has remained optimistic throughout her recovery process though she refuses to watch any superman movie ever again <laughs> i i would <laughs> um that's a lot so those were some of the uh, terrifying stories that I found about accidents. Um, I think you have a movie in your What You've Been Watching that we can talk a little bit more about some of these uh, yeah, crazy yeah, accidents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, action park. Um, well, my story is about a haunted amusement park. Fun. Yeah. Um, it's an amusement park that is no longer there. Like no but, longer open. But the but the there are some rusty rides and a, they now do a dark carnival every year. And I had never heard of this, but it's called Lake Shawnee. And Lake Shawnee Amusement Park uh, was well, it actually still is because it's still actually called that. I'm sorry, there's nothing creepier than like an abandoned theme park. Oh yeah, this <laughs> this shit's abandoned too, and it's in the middle of West Virginia, in the middle of fucking nowhere. So um, this is in Mercer County uh, in West Virginia, and all of this information comes straight from the Mercer the visit Mercer County. Page, which is actually, you know, I gotta tell you, Mercer County, not a bad website. Well, so it's like done. it's their tourism page, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> so it's I mean, like a tourist attraction, yeah, it absolutely is. Because, um, it, it, it's um, first off, this goes way, way back, this goes back to like the 18th century okay. almost, and then it goes all the way up until so, I mean, today because uh, people have bought the amusement park since and they still have like the rusty rides and shit. But, like I was saying, they do a dark carnival like festival around Halloween every year, so people really like it. Um, but there's something very unnatural about this Mercer County attraction a Native American burial ground, violent deaths, freak accidents. Who knew a simple amusement park could have such a dark past? Well, I can tell you right now, it's that burial ground. <laughs> Girl, I'll tell you what, it's a little bit of all of it. Um, so, uh, let's see here. So, local entrepreneur Conley Snidow broke ground for a circular swing way back when in the 20s. One of my least favorite rides, because I never fit into those damn oh, tiny little seats. We will talk about that later, because it's one of my greatest fears, is not fitting into a, a seat on a ride and having to walk all away. the way back down the line, and everyone knows that you're the one that won't fit in the seat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Terrifying. Um, anyways, so uh, Snidow bought this, uh, this, this land way back when, and he opened up an amusement park. It was pretty simple. A circular swing, a Ferris wheel. There was a pond for the kids to swim, like all that kind of shit, right? 
people told him not to do it, but he did it anyway. Um, Why'd they tell him not to do it? Did you find anything? Well, because I'm about to tell you. Okay. So um, there was a um, there was a conflict between white settlers and the Shawnee Indians back in the 18th century. No so, surprise there. <laughs> exactly, right? So during the late 1700s, Mitchell Clay brought his family out to this part of West Virginia, and they established an 800-acre farm and raised somehow 14 children. God bless that mother. Wow. Um, tragedy eventually struck in 1783. A Native American tribe, the Shawnees, uh, they came onto the farm and they killed two of the kids while Mitchell was out hunting. They also kidnapped one of his sons, Ezekiel, and burned him at the stake. Oh my God! So Clay, and but you know the other part of this too is like you know I have not heard the reason why. Like I can guarantee you, they didn't just like say like oh let's go kill some white people today. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> well, come on. I mean just look at the date, seventeen eighty three. So I, you know I'm listen I'm 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 spinning this story right now, but like take it with a grain of salt because you know that there was something else going on there. You know it as well as I do. Um, so anyways, Clay retaliated with the help of other settlers. He tracked down several of the Native Americans and killed them. And the scarred homestead was never the same. Now, nothing much really happened there again until the 20s when Snidow bought it. And like I said, he bought, he, he put in a circular swing, the water slide, a dance hall. There was a speakeasy. Andrew would have loved it. Um, and the pond for swimming and, you know, canoes, all that shit. Um, but at some point, things started to go wrong. And Lake Shawnee fans... I think they already know these facts right away. A little girl died on the swings. She was wearing a pink ruffled dress, from what I understand. And do you know how she died? A delivery truck came in and was backing up too far. Oh, no. And an old girl, actually a young girl, hit the truck and died. Can you believe that? It's so sad in her little pink dress. Um, So sad. And then a little boy drowned in the pond. Um, Supposedly, a total of six visitors were killed there. Um, and then later it closed because they just ran out of money. There's not a lot about the other four victims except for like anecdotal evidence. Sure. Um, so I couldn't really find anything else about them. Um, in 1966, it was totally abandoned. Um, and the rides basically just turned to rust. Um, after about 20 years, another person bought it and put in some new rides and like tried to like bring it back again, but it didn't really work. Um, and so, um, what happened later was uh, the the white family, the people that that, that bought it, um, when things were really going wrong, they decided not to challenge fate. And when you say white people, you mean their last name was white? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, there are a lot of white people. Yeah, yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Um, anyways, uh, they decide, decided instead of like developing community lots, they, they would leave the burial ground and the rides intact. They had had archaeologists out there, and they did discover a burial ground. Oh, wow. So um, th- that all happened, and, and, and things, things really occurred. Uh, there, there are stories of feeling, uh, the, the ghost of the girl feeling, if you like go near the swings, which are still there, you can like go up to them. If you put your hand in the seat, it feels really cold and then it feels really hot and then cold again. They think that that, 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 that is her spirit. People have seen her before in the dress there as well. People have seen things happen in the ticket booth. What's neat about it is that they, like I said, they do do this this dark festival every single year, which actually looks pretty cool if you go to the website. Yeah. Um, and they tell you all the stories and they have bands and stuff. So it's just, you know, go check it out. Look up Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. The pictures are that's what got me. Yeah. Um, and they're just really creepy as fuck. Any like phantom sounds or anything? There not any phantom sounds, but there is a security video that watches the Ferris wheel. Okay. Right? 
And there is a video where you can see like the bar that holds you in on a Ferris wheel, whatever yeah, that's yeah, called. Yeah. Uh -huh. You can see it open. Oh no! And then close by itself. Somebody wants to go for a ride. You know what? Let the ghost go for a ride. So that's Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Sounds scary, but I actually kind of want to go. I would go to that festival. I, I want to go to it. It doesn't sound like there's like rides and like it's more of like a festival, which yeah. is fun. <laughs> Listen, if Mercer County, West Virginia, if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> We'll come to your festival. We're in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Any other things that you want to talk about in regards to kind of, do you have any favorite amusement park foods that we kind of glazed over food? Yes. Um, I love a corn dog. Mm -hmm. I love an elephant ear. Yeah. I love a, uh, a funnel cake. Yeah. Is, is mm. I think depending on where you go, an elephant ear and a funnel cake might be the, like the same kind of thing. Well, funnel cake is different because it comes out in like strips. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas an elephant ear is like one piece. Yeah. That kind of thing. I just, I th I've just, I've known that I've known people that I've said elephant ear to and they're like, what the fuck is that? Have you ever made elephant ears before? Uh, kind of. I can tell you how right now. You, you want to know how? I mean. So do it's this. Easy. It's, it's so like easy. fry bread and cinnamon sugar. No, no, no. no. But, but you, you know, the easy bread to get is get a roll of biscuits. Oh, okay. And then stretch them out and do that. That's what my mom did for us. And then you butter that fucker, and then you put cinnamon sugar on that motherfucker. Oh, my God. I used to do it with uh, pita oh. bread. Oh, that would be... Oh, God. Yeah, that was my jam. I wonder if naan would be good for that, too. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. See, yeah. now we're thinking about carnival food. <laughs> Wait, do we miss any other carnival foods now? Um, I mean, there's always, like, the extreme, like, deep-fried stuff. I'm not but, super into that. You know, there's always been ones that I've always wanted to try, but yeah. I've never, like, had the opportunity. I have had a deep-fried Oreo. I've had that too, but that's the only one that I've had. The one that I always am like, why are people eating this? Butter. Yeah, deep yeah, fried makes, butter. That makes absolutely no sense to me. It just is so extreme. I would eat... Like I know there's like deep fried, um, like uh, what do you call them? Twinkies. I've never had that. You know that I actually probably would eat because it would just be it would just be like a crispy Twinkie. Yeah, like that actually sounds good. And there's like all the candy bars that people. Will I'm not really fried. into that either because you know what I like a candy bar the way that it is. Yeah, I, it's, I think it, I think the attraction is is that it gets all melty and stuff inside. I mean, I guess so. But, and that's I mean it's fried. So I, just, <laughs> I like my Snickers the way that they are. But yeah, um, I don't think we have anything else. I think that kind of wraps it up on our horror in What a great life. episode, everybody. See you later. <laughs> oh, wait. Do we do more? Yeah. Wait. Well, lots what more. else do we do on Friday the 13th? We'll be right back with What You Been Watching, Bitch. What You Been Watching, Bitch. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What you been watching, bitch? What you been watching, you stupid bitch? Well, guess what? <laughs> We're going to tell you what we've been watching, you bitch. So get ready, because this is the part of the show where we talk about what we've been watching, bitch. And Andrew is going to tell us first what he's been watching. My first is a non-horror, which is weird for me, but uh, here we go. Um, it is on Peacock right now. It is called Girls 5 Eva. I don't know if you've heard of this. Show. I have heard of it. Um, it's the newest. It's supposed to be great. It's the newest produced by um, Tina Fey. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. It's got Sarah Bareilles, Busy Busy Phillips. Oh my God. It's got like a great cast. Um, if you like shows like Community or like um, more like Thirty Rock, like, sure, you're gonna like this show. It's okay. it's basically about a, a girl band from the '90s who tries to get back together um, with crazy. Were, were, were there five of them? There was uh, one of okay. them. One of them died, <gasps> and so now it's now it's just the it's four like of Leah. them. Yeah. Oh. They, there is a funny bit. It's this is a minor spoilers for one of the episodes, but there is a, a bit where they bring her back as a uh, as a what do you call it? 
like like Tupac, um, like like a, a hologram, like a hologram oh, <laughs> for an episode. I love which that. is pretty funny. Um, show is hilarious. Their theme song is something like. Um, we want to be famous five ever because of forever's too God, short. It's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and the, at the end, it goes, uh, what are you waiting five? <laughs> that is so stupid, but also funny. Um, it's, it's got Andrew Reynolds in it in a, in a bit role. It's I like Andrew Reynolds. Tina Fey playing Dolly Parton. So <laughs> That's funny. It's, I, it's I, really I, funny. I, Andrew Reynolds is always good in yeah. whatever he does. Yeah. I, I appreciate him. Um, but yeah, check out Girls 5 Eva if you have a Peacock account. I think you can watch it for free if you watch commercials yeah but it's a okay. really fun show it definitely fits a a need for a, a like a goofball comedy that we've kind of been missing which we could all use yeah um thank you my first one is called can't cope won't cope on netflix can't cope won't cope is an irish television show um i am watching as many things irish as i can right now because i want to get my ears ready again um, just because I want to before I go. Um, and Can't Cope, Won't Cope is the story of Ashleen and Danielle. Sorry, I may have missed this. Is it a TV show or a movie? A TV show. Okay. Pardon me, TV show. Um, it's from it's from RTE, which is uh, like like the, the Irish television. Sure, sure. It's like BBC kind of thing. Um, and it's good. It's, 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 there were two seasons. Uh, Danielle, the girl, one of the main characters, died. So that's, oh, why, they, no. that's why they stopped making the show in 2018, which is really sad. Oh my gosh. She had leukemia. Um, it's a good show. It's a good show about two young women in Dublin who are young people in Dublin. And Is it more they, of like a comedy or a drama? It's, or it's a little bit of both. Like a dramedy? You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it has many very funny parts. It's about their, their lives and how they work and how they go out, huh. but also how they really very clearly have drinking problems yeah. and how it like could, how it damages their lives in huge ways hmm. but like they just kind of you Deal know keep on going kind of thing and it's it's just a good examination of like young people going out alcoholism drugs and like you know, not taking care of yourself. Sounds uh, like it may be like in line with like maybe like a flea bag or something, yeah, kind of like that. All, all that kind. Of, I mean, yeah. like you've seen you've seen this show a thousand times sure. before, just not in the Irish context. Okay, and I and it's it's really good. Um, there are some surprisingly touching parts, and there are some really funny parts. Um, it's well worth it. It's on Netflix. Um, and you know, if you don't watch much Irish stuff, give it a shot. Irish stuff is wonderful, and not just because I'm moving there. I promise you. Do you want to hear about something that's neither touching nor funny? Is it your next your next <laughs> yes. one? Yes. Give it. Uh, this is the new uh, Zack Snyder Netflix movie, Army of the Dead. Wow. Um, don't get me wrong. I love the um, Dawn of the Dead remake that sure. Zack Snyder came out with in, like, I think 2003-ish. Um, I'm a big fan of that movie. Um, this is just bloated not good crap no. um it is two hours and 40 minutes nope I'll, i'm gonna tell you right away never never and essentially what it's about is that there is a zombie outbreak in vegas and they wall off vegas with storage containers so that it like contains the infection and um because it's vegas there is a lot of money still in a vault in the huh. middle of vegas and the u.s announces that they're going to nuke vegas to get rid of the infection so um there is a ragtag group of um former survivors and a couple of other people that want to go in to get the money um wow and then chaos ensues there's zombie tigers and zombie horses no i'm done you lost me <laughs> um it's just i mean frankly you lost me at two hours 40 minutes yeah and that's Bye. that's really is the problem and uh it's also this is just like 
Zack Snyder having like carte blanche for everything that he yeah, wants to enough, do. Enough. Um, and I, I just think that he thinks he's smarter than he is, in my personal opinion. Um, I had a couple of fun moments with like some of the zombie kills and yeah. stuff, but just overall it just felt like way too long and just way too much. Two hours and 40 minutes, it better be a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Uh, my next one is Rebellion. Also an Irish television show. <laughs> it's about the Irish Rebellion uh, in 1916. Um, it's a good show. It, it's, it's a little... Uh, sometimes it's a little hammy. And, and I, it's, I just mean like the acting's not always probably what it should be. Okay. But it's a good show. It, it, it sort of teaches you about the, the, the rebellion until they had the free state in Ireland. Um, there are some good things to take from it for sure. There's only one season on Netflix. It's really weird. There's only season two. It's not even season one. It's oh, that's season weird. Two. It's very odd. Um, so when it ended, I was like, where's the next episode? Oh, no. And there's no season three on there. I was like, what the fuck is this? So Did anyways, it end on a cliffhanger? Um, I mean, not really, because I know the history, you know, but like still, like I, I wanted the next thing. Yeah. I mean, but other than that, though, if you don't know a lot about Ireland, it's, it is a good show to maybe learn a little bit about it. And it's not bad. Um, and there are some fun fighting parts. So uh, Rebellion on Netflix, eh, give it a watch, kind of. It's like a thumbs in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's okay. It's okay. Um, my next one is I actually changed this up at the last minute because I watched this last night and I thought I'd give it a little bit yeah. of a recommendation. It's called Roadhead. Right up my alley, baby. <laughs> right up my alley. Um, this movie is ridiculous. It's a horror comedy about three. I mean, with that name. Yeah. It's about three people. Um, it's a gay couple and their one female friend. They are on a road trip to a lake. When they get there, they discover that the lake has dried up. So it's just a desert. And then um, they find two heads. Oh, my God. Human heads in the middle of the desert. And then chaos kind of ensues from there. I don't want to give too much away because it kind of goes bonkers. Um, You know, it's only like 84 minutes. So it's pretty quick. Now now you're talking my language. It's it's pretty funny. I liked the chemistry between the the characters. Um, Listen, this is not a serious movie. So don't go into it thinking it's going to be like a serious movie. It's kind of just and it's in it's not a huge budget movie either. It's yeah. kind of just like somebody got their friends together and did this, but it's better than low budget. That's awesome. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I'm not a huge fan of the ending, but I'll let people kind of make their own opinions on that. So if you want to watch Roadhead, it is free on Amazon Prime right now. I mean, I- I'm not saying that every movie has to be fast, but yeah. I'm saying that you and I have to watch a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so when things are... 90 minutes or less, I am very pleased yeah, me too. with it. Yeah. Uh, my next one is one that I said last week. I'm going to do it again. It's Mayor <laughs> of Easttown. This show is so fucking good. I cannot even tell you how good it is. Every time you say it, I think you're saying the mayor of Easttown. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not the mayor. The, it's just mayor. Um, it's so good. The cliffhanger at the end of the last episode, because the the final episode is coming up this this uh, as of when we were recording this this weekend, and I cannot wait to find out what the fuck is on the paper. That's all I'm going to say is what's on the paper. Get Mayor on the phone right now. It's so good. Mayor of Easttown. Watch it as soon as you can on HBO. Do we know if this is a limited series or continuation series? It's As far as I know, it's a limited series. Okay. So it should just be these, these seven episodes. Okay. Um, my last one is the new one from uh, writer-director Simon Barrett. If you don't know him, he wrote things like Your Next mm-hmm. um, and, and some other things too. But um, Simon Barrett. His new movie is called Seance. Um, it's actually pronounced Seance. It's not. I'm joking. <laughs> 
I'm like, I watched the movie. It's not. But um, this is on demand right now. I think I rented it for six bucks. Maybe? Was it scary? Um, parts of it were creepy. Um, I'm not going to say it's super scary. If I had to give it a um, kind of a, a treatment, I would say it's the craft mixed with the Black Coat's daughter. That makes okay. Any sure. Sense. Yeah, with a little, it does. With a little bit of like giallo mixed into it. Okay. Um, I, I know I've seen I've seen some hate for this movie, and I've seen some people say that it's boring. Um, I really got into this one. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if it's just like my cup of tea or like my kind of atmosphere. Um, but essentially, it's about a group of girls at a all girls school. Um, one of their friends is killed. They don't know how. Um, so they uh, they summon a seance to you know talk to her ghost to try to figure to out find who out. killed her yeah. and then chaos kind of ensues from there it's a kind of a little bit of a ghost story little, i mean it doesn't sound bad it's a little bit of a ghost story a little bit of a murder mystery a little bit of a slasher mm-hmm. um it's got a lot of things all mixed in one uh the main girl is gonna i think she's gonna anchor if you like this movie or not because she has a very um specific acting style um she's sure. she's more dry than most okay um so if you can get into her you're gonna like the movie and i i think sure um but i would recommend it i it's not like a top tier movie for me, yeah. but I really got into it. I think I looked over at Michael at the end of it and I was like, you know, I just really liked that. I can't, Good. I can't explain it. I can't like give you why. It's just kind of one of you those things. You ain't got to explain shit. Maybe I was just in the right mood for it. I'm not sure, but I would definitely give Seance a watch. I'll definitely watch it again to make sure that I can uh, solidify my opinion on yeah. this. Okay. Seance on On Demand. Um, my final one is one that I watched just to get uh, in the mood for our topic. It's yeah, called... We- we watched this about six months ago. Or yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I mean, I, and I've seen it before, too. Um, action Park is really good. It's on Netflix. It is a documentary all about Action Park in um, New Jersey, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, New Jersey. Duh. Uh, my brain is so dead today. Um, and Action Park was this park that just kind of, like, kept becoming a bigger monster. Yeah. Like, the guy, <laughs> the guy that owned it. I think that he really I think that he really did have the best intentions. Like he he wanted to build a really fun place. He just didn't want to do the work to make it safe. Yeah. And when things were clearly shown to not be safe, he just didn't give a fuck. And he got involved in so many other things and money laundering and he was definitely in some dark shit. And he just didn't care about the people that were getting really badly hurt. And the people that died. Yeah, it's and, a really crazy story. And, and it's it's really well done. If if you have not seen this yet on Netflix, you you really should because the people that tell the story are the people that were there. Is it on Netflix or HBO Max? Oh, maybe you're right. I think it's on HBO Max. Uh, so I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> My brain, like I just said, is dead. I just showed. Um, Andrew knows this. I just did 13 showings of my apartment in two days, which was nuts because I'm I have to re rent my my apartment. Um. And it's just a really crazy week. Yeah, I understand. It's just a crazy week. So I'm brain dead. But anyways, um, yeah, you're right. It's on HBO Max. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, okay. I appreciate it. just want to make sure it. people know where to find it. Yes. You. But it's great. If you have not watched it yet, please do. Because like I said, the people that, that tell the story are the people that were actually there. Yeah. There's, and it's well worth hearing. There is one story in there that really freaked me out. It was about the um, metal water slide. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. one really freaked me it's, out. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. And like also, like you know, the, the parents of the people that die. It was yeah. Just, it's 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 an entertaining movie documentary, but it's also really sad. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy to think like in the '80s and early '90s, where people were just dropping their kids off at these places and just like letting them go haywire. Girl, <laughs> and these kids were doing whatever the fuck they wanted to do. Well, because the only people that were there to control them were uh-huh. other kids. Exactly. 
<laughs> All right, cool. Well, so that is Girls 5 Eva, Army of the Dead, Roadhead, and Seance from me. And Can't Cope, Won't Cope, Rebellion, Mayor of Easttown, and Action Park from me. And we will take our second break. I almost said first. <laughs> our final break. No, no, not wait, that Wait, wait, wait. That's not wait. What else do we do on Friday the 13th? Now we will be transitioning into our horror in the movies section with our first selection of amusement park horror, The Fun House. Who will dare to face the challenge of the month? Who is mad enough to enter that world of darkness? Something is alive in the funhouse. Something not alive like its father. Something better dead. Something that has the form of a human, but not the face. This better be good. It's gonna be great. Something that feeds off the flesh and blood of young innocents. Something that tonight will turn the funhouse into a carnival of terror. Step right up. It's time for horror in the movies. Today we are starting with The Fun House. Maddie, why don't you tell us a little bit about The Fun House? Pay to get in. Pray to get out. Rebellious teens visit a traveling carnival against their parents' wishes. What could be creepier than spending the night in the carnival's own fun house? While there, they witness a murder by what appears to be a monster. Family ties mean the monster's father will do whatever he can to protect his family, even if it means more carnage. The Fun House was directed by Toby Hooper, written by Larry Block, produced by Universal Pictures. Amy Harper was played by none other than Elizabeth Barrage, who you can also see in the movie Amadeus. Buzz was played by Cooper Huckabee, Liz by Largo Woodruff, Richie was Miles Chapin, Gunter Twinbunt, the monster, that's, 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 that's his name, his name. <laughs> was played played by Wayne Doba, Madam Zena. Wow, what a character. Played by Sylvia Miles, Marco the Magnificent, William Finley, Joey Harper, Sean Carson, and Conrad Straker, the monster's father, Kevin Conway. Rated R comes in at 96 minutes, made in the USA in Dade County, Florida. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible place. Um, Released March 13th, 1981. No budget was available, but it grossed $7.9 million. So what is your um, experience with the Fun House? Had you seen it before? I had never seen this before. I think I had seen the cover before, um, so it looked a little familiar. Yeah. I think this was one for The cover also has nothing to do with the movie. I just want to point that out to everybody. It makes... It almost makes no sense. There's literally, I don't think, a clown. In this I movie. don't think there's any. And also, um, the 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 byline for the movie, pay to get in, pray to get out, is so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Well, it goes right along with the movie. And let's not forget what actually incites the uh, incident is yeah. stealing of the money. Exactly. <laughs> so, right. Um, but yeah, this is my first time watching The Fun House. Um, yeah. I, it doesn't happen very often. But like I said, yeah. there's an era um, that this definitely feels like. I didn't... Sure. I thought this was a 70s movie because it definitely 80. feels like a well, 70s I mean, 80, movie. It's, it's right on the cusp. Yeah. Um, but uh, this was one I just had not seen. I had seen like GIFs and stuff of like the monster. And so I kind of knew what was going on. That monster. First time going through. Um, I had fun with it. It has definitely like a middle part that's a little um, sloggy. Like, but. Yeah. I mean, let's let's get there right away. Sure. The, 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 um, 
Well, can we talk about the beginning first? Because I want to have I have something to say. Yeah. About the fair, well, actually, why don't you bring us th- through the plot? Sure. Can you do that? So the beginning of this movie is basically Halloween mixed with Psycho, without a doubt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the little kid that has the weirdest room for a little child. It yeah. can it contains um, dungeon weapons, posters of the Wolfman and of Frankenstein, mice, um, yeah, a you know, puppet. Like, it, it, it ain't it ain't good. It ain't good. Uh, and he puts on a mask and takes a knife. And you're seeing it from a first-person perspective, so it's just like the opening of Halloween. Yeah. Um, and you see his sister, or you don't know it's his sister at the time, a woman getting, I should say, a girl, because I thought she was like 14 uh, in this yeah. movie. Um, and you see her naked getting ready for a shower. He comes in and does the psycho scene almost shot for shot, um, even with a close-up of her screaming, just like uh, Janet Lee in Psycho. And he goes to stab um, his uh, sister, and it's a fake knife. And then she freaks out and says that she's not taking him to the carnival anymore on Saturday. And then he better watch it. You know, and then she kind of what happens is that she gets picked up for a date from Buzz, who it's supposed to be their first date, but it definitely feels like they've gone out before, which without, is really strange. A, they, they're banging all the time. Um, I did think it was funny that the alcoholic mother is like, why would you even bother with someone from a filling station? There's so much going on. <laughs> um, then uh, they are, the dad is told, um, told the daughter, don't go to the carnival because right. it's the same carnival that came through another county last year. And, and two girls went missing. Yeah. Yeah, and two girls were found dead. Um, and so he doesn't want her to go. She says she's going to go to the movies, but instead she meets up with her two friends, which are Liz and Richie, um, who are a couple, and they go to the car. Richie was actually kind of cute. I thought Buzz was actually kind of cute. Go figure. Once again, <laughs> our types make themselves clear. Um, but Buzz is kind of a dick. Um, he tells, uh, uh, what's the name of our main character? I mean, they're, they're all Amy. They're, they're all kind of dicks, if I'm being honest with you. I don't think Liz was much of a dick. Liz, but God damn. God, she's so loud. It's yeah, just kind of a dick. Holy shit. Um, so it, half of the movie is kind of their experience at the carnival. So we're riding rides. We're playing yeah. games. We win a, a, a little panda bear. Surprisingly, she holds that panda bear for a long time in this movie. I was very surprised by her commitment. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're getting high because it's 1981. And uh, they go to see the fortune teller. And they laugh like, right through it. So Madam Zena. Madam Zena, our queen. <laughs> what? What a character. Holy shit. <laughs> Shit. She basically tells them to get out and never come back or I will crush all your fucking bones, is uh-huh. what she says. Yeah. There's definitely a, a cool moment in Madame Zena's tent where the crystal ball falls off. Yeah. But she, like, has, like, the power to, like, bring it back to yeah. her. I don't know if yeah. it's, like, a parlor trick or what, but it was pretty cool. Um, and then they decide that they are going to spend the night in the fun house because somebody else did it last year and said it was really fun. I don't understand what, Terrible idea. Like, why this is a good idea. Just want to point that out. Um, so they hide in like um, above the office is the best yeah. way I can say um, of the funhouse, and um, they're gonna have a sexy time. Of course, and um, they witness a, a man in a Frankenstein mask. And he gets a hand job from Madame Zena, a hundred dollar hand job. Yeah. And he comes really early. Really quickly. <laughs> I think what does she what does she say? I feel like I wrote it down. She like, said, nothing to be embarrassed about happens to us all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should say that there are a couple of um people in the movie that are recurring. So we have kind yeah. of we kind of have like the leper, which is kind of a guy who just walks around scraggly, uh-huh. like 
kind of like the town drunk maybe yeah, or something sure. but he also looks like he has like sores or something yeah so i can only describe him as a leper um he's got leprosy and then there's also the woman that just runs around saying god is watching you <laughs> And she is something else, that woman. I did. There was a really funny moment um, with uh, the little kid, the brother, where yeah. he, she sneaks up on him that I thought was really funny. And she's just like, God is watching you. Um, side, there is a side plot where the little brother of um, Amy is uh, snuck out of the house to go spy on his sister at the carnival. It's kind of a weird subplot that doesn't really go anywhere, yeah. except for a weird moment of, I think, pedophilia, if I'm yeah, reading the room like, right. The, 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 the part where that the the parents come to get him yeah and the guy like with, with yes, them it's exactly what i'm talking it's about it's a lot he's like stroking his face yeah. and he's saying i cleaned him up real good i just didn't understand like, what what was trying to be said there and then there's also another part with the uh, with what's the little brother's name i don't know joey joey but there's joey. another part with joey where he's initially walking to the carnival and then yeah. he get, this guy pulls over and he's like hey you want you want a ride yeah and then he aims a shotgun at it, him? it's I, I don't know what fucking place they're in but it's really a crazy fucked up place to be <laughs> anyway our, our main plot is basically they're hiding above this office they see the hand job and then um out of um what do you what would you call it out of well yeah. the well the, the it doesn't happen yet the monster well not the monster his name his name is gunter gunter is not happy out of embarrassment or oh i see what you're yeah. trying to say yeah so he's not happy he wants to do some more. more and she's like no that's all you get you get the one you get the one blow and then we're done it wasn't even a blow it was a handy yeah and so then <laughs> so he's kind of expensive for a hand job it is <laughs> then he freaks out and he kills madame xena mm -hmm. and they all see it and then, um, you know, that, that's chaos ensues from there. Right. But what happens after that is as they're trying to get out of the fun house because they are discovered by the manager of the fun house, I guess yeah. is the best way to put it, or like yeah. the leader. The dad. Yeah. Um, and and um, they try to get out. And then at the last minute, they think they're about to get out. And Richie kind of goes, you know, I'm going to make sure she's dead. But what we don't see is that he steals all the money from the fun house. Exactly. And then, then that kind of hits the, you know, hits the adventure going. Uh -huh. um, and the manager guy wants to kill them or hunt them down or yeah. whatever. Conrad. And then, you know, kind of from there, it's kind of a little bit of a slasher movie. Basically. You know, there's a really there's honestly a really cool part where um, they're standing there and Richie has just like told like this monologue and he's like standing there and all of a sudden a rope comes down and yeah. like pulls him up as he's hanging. Um, but what happens right after that is a little cart comes through. It's yes. like the cart from the fun house and buzz does not see it's dark. So he just hits it and it's Richie. So he's been hung and, and he put, stabbed. and he put an ax in his head. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. And then right after that, Liz is falling down through a mine shaft. not a mine uh -huh. shaft. Uh, what do you call those? What do what is that trapdoor? Um, yes, and she is down in some sort of ventilation system. Yeah. Um, this I think is probably my favorite shot of the movie is where she is in the ventilation system and it's kind of like flashing because there's a fan right there. Sure, and the monster is like slowly coming yep. towards her. I thought that that was just a really nice yeah. shot. And yeah. the the one that I watched that I rented, it was really it was actually pretty good quality from yeah. 1981. So you can actually like see mine was too. Now. It wasn't bad. Um, so after that. Uh, they, there's a fight between Buzz and the general manager, and um, he impales him on a sword, uh, which I thought that he was going to impale himself on the I sword, too. I thought so, too. <laughs> um, the way that it looks. He almost does, because the guy comes back and he shoots him a bunch. Almost does. 
then the monster comes, him and Buzz get in a fight, and he kills and puts him on a clown that is also on a cart. God, this fight <laughs> is just ridiculous. Uh, and sacrifices him to Amy and says, look at what I did. Uh-huh. And then the rest of the movie is basically the monster chasing Amy throughout the funhouse. Yes. With the uh, monster finally succumbing to his wounds in a gear. In a gear shift thing. Yeah. Like, he like dies in between the gears. It's wacky. And then it's the end of the movie as she just walks out of the funhouse and I guess walks home. And the fat lady <laughs> sings. Oh, the, all uh, I will say all of the puppetry in this movie is very creepy. Um, there is one specifically that really creeped me out. It was the one that kind of chatters and yeah, is yeah. wearing like pearl necklaces. I don't sure. know if you remember that yeah. one. She kind of just like goes back and forth. And, it's like, like, it's like a Hellraiser character. Um, and also the, the fat lady on the that lady is, is is scary. Well, there's a part where Joey is kind of looking at her, and she has like a minor movement. Yeah. I thought that that was just really well done. There is really well done parts of this movie, yeah. and if you get in the mood of this movie, because it does read almost like a 1978 type movie. It, it's. I think that the problem with this movie, and look, people love this movie. Yeah, and I and I know that, and I and I like the movie. For a 96-minute movie, it feels like it's an long, extra half yeah. hour long. I mean, it takes 45 minutes. For anything to happen, for them to get into the funhouse, like I mean, like it's it's it takes forever, and until then, I, I mean, because it was my first watch, I was seriously like, "What's going on?" I, I always wanted to be like, "Did you pick the right movie?" Yeah, <laughs> because I don't think this is what we think it is. Um, and then even when things do start going, it's just like you know, it's it's from eighty one. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's not a huge budget. I mean, it's it gets a little cheesy and corny by today's standards. No. What I tried to do is remove myself from that because I'm not very good at removing myself from that. Sure. I like things to be the, the way that they're supposed to be in my brain. But I did. And, you know, like I said, I slept on it. And I can understand why people really like the movie. Yeah. Um, I do think the scene at the end with Amy goes on for a little too long. It goes on way too long. It goes uh, on way too long. But, uh, yeah, overall, I'm right there with you. There's, yeah. there's a part of this movie, it's it's kind of when they're going in to see Madame Zena for the first time. Mm-hmm. There's just a portion of the movie where I'm just like, where are we going here? Because yeah, or like, the, or like the tent with the girls with the, their the like, boobies. Boob. I'm like, do we we don't need this. I mean, in in, in 81, they did, because that, that's why they girls, saw horror girl, movies. Oh, what did, what did he say? I did write down what he says, though. Um, he says, they wiggle when they dance. Oh, my God. And that, oh, that, that carnival barker was ridiculous. He, yeah, he, well, the, which one? The live animals one or the... Uh, the, the live girls one. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't he like, here's my sister Mona? Yes. <laughs> it was insane. Because there are three big barkers in this movie. Yeah. There is the one that's outside of the uh, quote-unquote freak show, yeah. which that really made me so sad. Yeah. Because those are actual animals with actual deformities, and it really made me really sad. That's so sad. God. Because um, there is a cow that has like a cleft palate, um, and he's really cute, and I just Sweet wanted to babies. take him away from there. And then there's a, a kind of a two-headed cow, which oh is my God. not really two- It happens. It's not really a two-headed. It's just kind of got, like, extra features. I can't oh really explain God. it. Um, but I, I hate these kind of, like, freak show. No one, no one wants a and freak show. And that's why, that's why we don't have them anymore. No one but, wants um, that. It's just exploited. It's just, it, like I said, the, the, the movie is good. Um, you know, I, I by the end of it, I really did I really did enjoy it. Motherfuckers is too long. And it, and it goes a little slow. I think that we could have lost the Joey side plot and we would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, the Joey side plot, that doesn't make any sense anyway. Because it doesn't go anywhere. I mean, like, did the kid get molested or not, number one? Number two, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's awful if that's what that was. 
but like, what does it matter if it did happen? Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, like the Joey character in general, I think could have been cut. We didn't, That's we what didn't, I mean. We yeah, didn't yeah. need Joey at all because what does Joey really do? The he, only, he, doesn't, he doesn't actually do anything. The only payoff for Joey's uh, character is that you get the one really good scare with Joey is that he is kind of looking under the fun house and the monster, and then the monster comes, comes out. out. I did jump at that. I'm going to yeah. be honest. But I mean like, <laughs> but also it's, it's to have that scene where the parents show up and Amy can see the parents through the fan. Yeah. That's why this happens. I mean, I'm just, that's why I mean, so you I, can have this scene where she's screaming I mean, at her. Yes. It's the Casey Becker scene. But that is just, scream. that <laughs> is just such a long setup to make that happen. I know. Holy. <laughs> I told, I totally agree with you. I think that's just like why that was the vision for that character. I guess. Yeah. And now that you say that, that does make sense from a very functional perspective. Um, I don't know. I, I guess you know this is this is a TCM movie too. Did you know that? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, know. the TCM movie. It's a, it almost feels curated in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, and I wish I had had more time to sort of dive into more of the the lore around the movie. I, a couple of interesting things. I did not know that Sylvia Miles was nominated for two Oscars. Really? Yeah, huh. but for best supporting actress for Midnight Cowboy. And farewell, my lovely. Both huh. both in the seventies. I thought you meant from this movie. No, I was like, um, wait, what? Could you imagine? <laughs> um, and also, Dean Koontz wrote the novelization. I did know that, which is just yeah. that's just crazy. I actually think I've read it. If really? I'm being totally honest. Yeah, I, as a teenager, I definitely went through a Dean Koontz phase. Oh wow! And like, I did read. I remember because I read Intensity. Well, you know I'm what? Pretty you, sure I read this. You know what DKNY means? No, Dean Koontz, New York. That's <laughs> no, not true. All right, yeah, it's true. It's, it's Donna Karen. I lied. <laughs> um, there is a couple of parts that I wanted to point out. There is definitely a part where Joey is outside of the uh, funhouse and a and a cat meows, and it's definitely yes. it's and it's definitely a person making a cat noise. It's so it's That's so. Talk, I mean, like I I think the reason why people really love this movie so much is because it is so wacky and it's for things yeah, like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the Gunter monster is. Creepy. Crazy. I mean, like the 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 mask that they use for it is. I think it's a little over the top. If I'm being honest, uh, I think that we because of it because it's a restored version of sure. the movie. Yeah, you can see it a little clearer. Oh, and it's, really clearly. But if you th- imagine when this was like on film, I'm sure that he was a little bit more shrouded. In yeah, darkness, fair enough. So. Fair enough. Um, I think that's just something we always have to remember when we watch these old old movies. I that thought- that thing is. <laughs> really fucked up um i thought it was funny that it's three dollars a minute for the uh, yes. girls 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 yes. um and i did find it funny when um when uh liz wants to look through the peephole and richie's like it's my turn and then she feels she literally goes fine i'll just find my own hole and then she immediately right after that if you did if you blink you miss it but right out of it she goes i can't believe i just said that <laughs> Did she say that? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I did not hear that at all. That, that's actually genius. Um, I think it's funny that um, although Amy and Buzz are on the date, Liz is definitely in love with Buzz. Oh, without a doubt. Because she keeps trying to tell Amy, he's a catch. What well, are you talking cause, cause about? Because she's with the nerd. <laughs> yeah. You know, which is why I like uh, Richie, of course. I just thought it was funny that just throughout the entire movie, she just keeps telling Amy, like, Amy, get with the program. I mean, get on that bone. Buzz Buzz was sexy. Yeah. I will, I will say it. I will, I will say, when he first showed up in the car, I was like, eh, I don't know. But then when he showed up, how tall he was and he's got some a, a very good body oh, yeah. i was like okay i'm on board <laughs> without a doubt but he's got that like 70s haircut that is not flattering on not anybody. at all <laughs> now richie's hair i thought actually looked cute i'm trying to remember he almost has like a princess leia type thing but without the buns without oh no buns <laughs> although i bet he had good buns though <laughs> just saying 
Um, there was a really weird moment between the father and the monster. Um, his name is Gunter, right? Gunter. I'm going to try to keep saying Gunter. Why it's Gunter, monster. I couldn't tell you, but it's Gunter. Um, and the dad's name is Conrad. There's a weird moment between them where he's trying to like say to him, like, don't worry, like, I love you, I'll protect you. And he says, as God is my witness, I really like the sound of your voice. I, <laughs> I was like, huh? What? I, the, the, the relationship between them is very strange. And there's a lot of ad-libbing that goes on, you can tell. Um, and there are parts of it that just don't make it. Like, like when he discovers that he killed Xena. Right. Like the stuff that the dad does and says to him is just weird. Well, blame it on a local. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's very, uh, but, but just before that, he's excoriating him. It's, 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 it's a lot. I did get really frustrated with, um, Amy at the end in when Buzz is fighting the monster and there's, and she's not helping with anything, not helping with anything. She's like, Oh, get up, get and, up. Like go help him. Motherfucker. And there's clearly like weapons everywhere. There's everywhere. Like, <laughs> there's the sword. There's a gun. There's, there's, <laughs> there is everything that she could do and she doesn't do a fucking thing. So I think it's her fault that Buzz dies. I'm also, it, it is, is very it's so weird seeing Elizabeth Barrage in anything except for Amadeus. <laughs> she is such a unique actress. Uh, you know it's her right away. And this is just not Amadeus, which yeah. happened three years later. And let's be honest, she wins this fight by chance. <laughs> like it is so like by chance. They wrote wins. her as such a useless being yeah. in so many ways. It's just like, how, how did you survive at all? There is a point when she is down in the gear room. That's the only way I can explain it. Yeah. Um, where she's looking at the gears. And for a second, I was like, is she going to kill herself? Like, cause this is the first time I've watched this. I was the way she's looking at it. I she's, like, see that. she's like, should I just end it all? Like that's yeah. what I thought she was going to do. Unfortunately for Gunter, that is what happens. Yeah. He gets trapped in between these giant gears and spends about 45 seconds yelling and screaming Yeah, um, and waving his arms around wildly. And that is how Gunter dies. Yeah. And I just do want to reiterate, you know, the, the fun house itself is actually like really well done. And it, it's, like, not, it's not bad. Like it looks cool. Like sure. there's lots of like puppets and like, I think there's one room where you kind of are in like a King Kong type room and there's a giant eye that opens on the side and of the wall. Well, and it's all functional too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually like really worth like a fun house. And there's like a little egg man that really freaked me yeah. out. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of creepy voices in there too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that the fun house overall is, is really fun. Um, but yeah, some of the story, it just drags just slightly for me. It just drags. I still had a lot of fun with it, um, but there, I just wanted to get to the end. Sure. So that's kind of where I come same for me um i think for my my final thoughts what did i say i said uh feels older than 81 but once you settle into the vibe of the movie you kind of get lost in it uh it's one i won't watch often but still get nostalgic for and those puppets are seriously messed up i said that it's a campy romp that takes itself very seriously took me a night to mull it over and decide that i did like it so here at Friday the 13th, we judge on a seven stripe scale for the seven stripes of the gay old rainbow. Maddie, what did you give the fun house? I gave it a four. Okay. I gave it slightly higher. Um, I gave it a 4.5. So I think those are totally fair scores for this. Yeah. <laughs> I think that we uh, are going to disagree on the next movie, but that's cool. That's okay. <laughs> you know, we, we can't always agree. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So um, go, go take a break and then come back to hear us fight. As we talk about Final Destination Trois. Yo, what? You can't read? Oh, well, I'll just, I'll put it in my pocket, okay? Yeah. Thanks, bro. <sighs> All right, let's do this, man. What are you? Here you go. Yeah, let's do it, baby. Woo! 
We have to get off of here. No, don't push the button. Don't, don't push the button. Wait. Let me out. Let me out. Wind, wind. It's all right. Please. No, it's going to crash. It's going to crash. Wendy? The hydraulics will rupture the dragon. You go to heaven, please. What's going on? Let me out. She signed something. It's all right. Let me out. Okay, let him out. Just the back. Hey, Wendy. Oh, relax. Now, what's the matter? My head, the tracks collapsed, the roller coaster crashed. Buckle up, kids, because the next stop on this trip is the final destination. Part three, <laughs> like the movie. Andrew, tell us all about it. Final destination three. This ride will be the death of you. Six years after students cheated death while attending a school trip at a theme park, another team has a premonition. Another teen has a premonition that she and her friends will be involved in an accident on the roller coaster. When the vision proves true, the students, the student and survivors deal with the repercussions of cheating the Grim Reaper. Directed by James Wong, written by Glenn Morgan and. James James Wong, produced by New Line Cinema. Wendy is played by one of my favorite actresses in the world, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Kevin is played by Ryan Merriman. Ian McKinley is played by Chris Lemke, or Lemke probably. Lewis is played by Texas Battle. Wow, he looks exactly what like a that name, name, too. Um, Aaron is played by Alex Johnson. Jason is played by Jesse Moss. Frankie Cheeks is played by Sam Easton. Ashlyn is played by Crystal Lowe. Ashley is played by Chellen Simmons. And Julie is played by Amanda Carew. Rated R, released on February 10th of 2006. That explains all the uh, 9-11 stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it comes in at 93 minutes. It is located. was um, filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia. And the budget was $25 million this motherfucker grossed 118 million dollars i mean not a surprise in, in this franchise yeah the final destination franchise is a very successful one that's why for sure keep making the movies um okay uh final destination three maddie uh have you seen this movie before oh yeah uh, and what was your uh, initial thoughts yeah I've, I've seen all the final destinations um this one is not my favorite one uh, there, there are don't get me wrong there are some fun parts to it that is without a doubt. Like, you know, we were just saying before we, we hit record, Ashley and Ashlyn, come on. Make a show about Classic them. <laughs> characters. Um, you know, I, I just think that uh, this movie spends a long time. I I don't know why, but I feel like lately we've been watching movies that take a long time to get to the point. And oh, I, and I guess I, I didn't. I feel that way on this and, one. And I think that, like, this one, the buildup is so long to get on that roller coaster and I, like even when they get on the roller coaster, I've never seen a roller coaster take so long to take off from from, <laughs> from the thing. I mean, they must be in that thing for five minutes. It's like we, when you go to a theme park, it's like quick. You know what I mean? Um, and look, I get it. It's a movie. It's they they need time to make things happen. But it was another thing for me where it just like it just took forever to get where it was gonna go. Yeah, I think that with these movies, it's sometimes you have to uh, give characterization to like ten people within like fair enough within like ten minutes. So I think yeah, it might, and, that's but, why. But then that's the other part of it too. Is like, look, I think that the idea for Final Destination is a great one. Yeah, because it's sort it's sort of like it follows in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? It's it's cheating a thing to get around a thing, but the thing is still coming after you. And that is a really compelling um, 
Uh, I'm trying to think of the right like term in terms of like movie talk. I can't think of it, but like it's it's a really exciting thing to explore. Plot device, plot device, or you know, inciting action, or whatever. What what I what what I wish the Final Destination movies would have done is they spend so much time planting evidence of uh, of coincidence and sure. and this stuff that they actually miss out on characterization. And so you you get a lot of characters and like look, I know I'm talking about a fucking final destination movie. I get it people. But we miss out I think on characterization that could be a lot deeper than it is. And I think that these films actually could explore something a lot deeper about death than about the ways that we think about it. You get little hints about it like when when McKinley is at the funeral and mm-hmm. he says like how is this fair blah 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 blah. Like, there's something really interesting about that. Yeah. But instead, we kind of just go back to like, well, here's another coincidence. So look at somebody's keychain. You might catch this number. Well, you, I, you know what I mean? I will. I, and I think that if you. Does maybe, that make sense what I'm saying, though? It does. But I think what you have to remember is that this is the third in a series and that they have to kind of keep it fresh. Like, you can't. like, it's, And like, the arc of the Final Destination series, for me personally, is like the first one is super serious. It's like very serious. Yeah. They're trying to figure this out. It's a race against time. They're in love, like all this stuff. Yeah. The second one is a little more, little more whimsical. I mean, we talked about it on our yeah. highways. It's terrifying. If you want to go back and listen to that, the third one they introduce a little bit more humor, and I think that maybe yeah. that's where it's getting away from for you. I, I I think it's what it is because as people that listen to the show know, that's not really my cup of tea sure. when it comes to horror. Now that being said, if it's yours, I mean, we we always talk about this. We don't care what you like. And if you don't like what we like, that's fine. I mean, we want everyone to like everything. Yeah. And whatever you like, I'm happy with. I'm just saying for me, that's where it always misses the point. Because there's something about something about it for me that just I I need that part to be there. And it's sort of like the other parts too. It's like, what's the 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 sleaze ball? What's his do you know Frankie what, Cheeks? Is that is that Frankie? Yeah. The one that has the necklace? That's his name. Frankie Cheeks. God, why did I think of something else? Um and that why why the fuck is last name gotta be cheeks but then <laughs> but then you when you think about the fucker you're like oh yeah that's why your fucking name is frankie cheeks he's just such a slime ball oh yeah for he's sure. such a slime and he's just he's also just like such a, a completely bloviated like sex hound well it's interesting because he's the only one that's not really in the senior class like he, <laughs> he graduated like two years actually before, i forgot know? about so. that now that you say it. Uh, i will say that uh, when he dies i laughed so hard yeah it's when that fucking i i don't you know that the naked lady symbol that has a name i can't remember what that name is but when that thing you don't even see him dead that thing just lands on the pavement i cracked up laughing that i will say that is all i've seen this movie many times um that is the one death that i always forget about yeah until they pull into the fast food restaurant i'm like oh i forgot about this it's, part it's, <laughs> like, it's a gruesome death and then of course when they go up like when they go up to look at it like the fan ass will spin one more time yeah it's it is really so there's something there's like a continued um theme in this movie of mary elizabeth winstead being sprayed with blood in the face yeah <laughs> i think it's lot. just like it's just so funny because unlike a lot of the Final Destination movies where they kind of either die alone or die yeah. on accident, it's almost like she is being forced to witness each one of these deaths <laughs> going down the line. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is like, I guess, like, like if we're following, like, the plot and, like, the theory of death in this, why why do you think, because well, you really like it, so I imagine, I'm interested to know sure. what you think about this. Why do you think death plays such an intricate game? 
I mean, I think in these movies, it's at this point just come to become expected. Like, no, no, no. But, but I mean, like, put yourself in, in, like into the mind of the movie. Why do you think like death is doing it that way instead of just like killing people? Like, like, like they just like, it likes to play with its food. Like, first. like do you think that's what it is? I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm being serious about it. like why? Why do you think like? Because I mean, like, do you think that? Just tell me what you think about death. I mean, I think in these movies, it's all about um, kind of the Rube Goldbergian oh, yeah, Goldbergian sure. way of kind of like killing these people. And if for the audience, it's all about like, oh, is that going to kill him? Oh, is that going to kill him? Right, oh, is sure. that going to kill him? So I think that it's just kind of a playful nature yeah. of death in these movies. Do I think death is like that in real life? No. <laughs> I mean, do you do you think it's even death doing it? Like, what if what if like, I actually thought about this last night? I was like, hmm. What if it's actually not death doing the, the, all those things? What if death actually is just killing them, but like there's another force out there like giving them the clues to do something else? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, the premonition part of it is a whole different thing because it's it never gets explained. Yeah, like I mean, like for example, once again, like there's always one person that gets the premonition, mm-hmm. but it's like, why do you get the premonition? You've right. never had a premonition for anything else. Like, why did it suddenly happen to you? Yeah, and so like that's one thing that I I wonder, and like maybe that was a part. Uh, and actually, who's one of our friends on Twitter that he wrote the first one? What's his fucking name? Jeffrey oh, Reddick. Jeffrey yeah, Reddick. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey. Jeffrey, if you're listening to this, um, did you ever write the reason why those things happen? I actually wonder. Like, maybe that was part of the story originally and it got cut because it was just, like too convoluted too much, or yeah, yeah. too much. Like, I could see that being it though because I was really struck again. Like, and I've, I've thought this before. God, I never thought I would go on this long about Final Destination, but here I am. But I was thinking, like, why would death give them the clues? If it's just going to take them anyway. If it's going to take them, like, why, like, death wouldn't want them to figure it out. You know what I mean? So there's got to be something else that's the force giving them the clues that they see. Yeah. Um, so I, I will say, um, I actually think this is one of the stronger openings to a Final Destination film. Um, I think it's kind of, I'll be honest, I have a, um, what do you call it? Affinity? I have an affinity for Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So yeah, tell, like, me, what, tell me about that. I just love her and everything. What else like, has she been in? I can't. Think. I mean, she's the she's the, one of the highlights in. Uh, the, so there's two characters in this movie that also appear in the Black Xmas remake. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of just there's a sco- a, a scope of time where all these teenager dead teenager movies were being made, and, and she Andrew loves him a dead teenager. Well, and she's just always like she's always the serious actress in all of these. And it's been proven because now she's starring in like huge movies. Like she doesn't do these kind of roles anymore. She's starring alongside of like, I'm trying to remember the newest movie she was in. She was just in a very high, um, Uh, like a very good good movie it was like oscar nominated and really think, yeah i can't I, for the life huh. of me i can't remember because it was probably a year and a half ago when the last movies came out um but she's just gone on to do so many good things and she's good in everything she does like yeah and i think that she's the grounding of this movie sure she's, enough she's yeah. honestly my favorite protagonist of the F- final destination series sure. because she is vulnerable yeah she's not just like she's not an alex browning who thinks he can beat death yeah and sure his she is not the girl in the second movie where she's kind of just like oh i don't know what to do yeah right like she's trying to figure it out but she at the same time like she's still mourning the death of like her boyfriend of like all you know how many years i don't know but well kevin is cuter <laughs> He's also a Disney Channel star. He grew up in like the Disney Channel I could Channel see circuit. that. I mean, he's not like super cute. He's not. He, he's definitely like one of those people like you. I'm like, are he you He grows cute? on you. Like, he, yeah, he, yeah. he grows on yeah. you. Like, like, 
you can see yourself having sex with him yeah. after a while. Yeah. But it takes a minute to get there. But what, And that's one thing I really did like about this part of the movie is that they never develop them into love interests. Even – and I will say that, that it's well done. There's a moment when you think it's about to happen and they don't. Yeah. Instead, they go in for a hug. And I, and I, I did mark that. I was like, ah, that's really smart. Yeah. That, that was because well done. Because in any other They're movie – They're friends. In any other movie, they would just write them to be love interests. At, at, that, at that point, outside of the – courthouse wherever they were they would have kissed yeah and instead it was a hug it, it just showed some restraint that i thought was nice i thought it was good now it didn't show restraint when there's a gay joke in there about how he dies and he says there's nothing like up my ass right yeah. <laughs> and of course like, it's 2007 but once again here we are the butt of the joke <laughs> it, literally literally um, thank you uh should we go through some of the deaths really quick because obviously final destination sure. that's the kind of thing so we've already talked about frankie cheeks and the motor to yeah. the head um we also get kind of one of the most vicious ones in my personal Ashley opinion. And Ashley and Ashlyn. Ashley and Ashlyn. That is that is really intense. So they go to a tanning... I mean, you've seen the movie. They get in a tanning bed. Um, this time around, I figured out how to get out of that, but we can talk about that in a second. Um, they get basically burned to death in a tanning bed. Yeah, because that tanning bed keeps going up higher and higher. Yeah. And did you notice that when they cut away from the... There's, so there's like the cut of the tanning beds and they're burning inside and then it cuts to their coffins in the same yes. orientation. Yeah. I thought it was really smart. Yeah. Um, but this time around when I was looking, because it shows like from top down. Yeah. That shelf, if one of them just pushes it out, they can get out. Yeah. So I never looked at it that way until yeah, this sure. watch. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, there is an alternate, there's almost an alternate death for every death in this movie. Because on the DVD, there was a choose your own adventure function. Was there really? Mm -hmm. Where you could choose, like, the one I remember is in the hardware store. You That's can either, funny. You can either have Ian shoot the pigeon or don't shoot the pigeon. Huh. And that kind of alters how the scene goes that's interesting it's really fun i don't know if it's on the blu-ray but it's definitely on the old dvd that you could do a choose your own adventure now that would be fun that that would be fun to partake in yeah i remember that feature but um so they die in the tanning beds and then we go to is um the football player next no uh um because it goes for them frankie and then it, it, yeah, no, no 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 it is the football player next because when when they get to the gym she she talks about the tanning salon yeah yeah um this to me i mean this is one of the more stressful parts for me is because there's just like also aggro. like this is this is the one where it's just like this are you people real yeah well he's definitely like are you people fucking real like, yeah. I mean, like they're in a gym okay so they're so number one they're like in california or whatever right so there's like a bear in the gym. I don't know why they have a bear in the gym, but they have a fucking it's stuffed the, bear it, in the gym. It's the opposing team's mascot. Sure. But like, listen, there's a bear in the gym. So what do these meatheads do? They go and after they do something good at the gym, whatever that means for them, they go and they hit the bear. Yeah. And they hit the bear over and over again. And everyone keeps hitting the bear and cheering when they hit the bear. We should say it's like a, uh, a taxidermy bear. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. real bear. And so, like, you know, if... It just gets to the point because they cannot convince this football player that everything is actually happening yeah. in Final Destination. That's another thing I do like about the uh, side character. Is it Kevin? Is that his name? The her like the guy who follows yeah. her around. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, that's the one thing I do like about his character in this movie is that he just accepts it after like two sentences. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and he let, he lets the woman lead. Um, you know, he could be gay. He could be he read could that be way. Gay. He, oh, well, we'll, talk, we'll talk about he, that later. He was gonna propose to her, though. He said that didn't. It was 2007. That doesn't matter. There, shit. There's also like, 
like this got to me in this round too is that at the beginning of the movie it's it's his girlfriend and her boyfriend that yes. die on the roller coaster yeah. um there's a part in the beginning where they're having a conversation she's having a conversation with her friend and she says i'm gonna break up with him after graduation. yeah yeah right and then you see like all the anguish that he's going through and you're just like oh gosh and you know that she, you can see it in her face that she wants to tell him but yeah. she doesn't have the heart to tell she, him she, i would have i would have told him um Oh, what was I just going to say? Oh, damn. You're at the gym. Oh, yeah. So, so at the gym, then it's, everything just goes haywire. Like, I mean, there's a lot of going on. Everyone is hitting everything much, much harder. Everyone is doing this that they probably shouldn't be doing. There's a stereo by the water fountain. It's just like, uh, wake up. It's very stressful. <laughs> wake up. And then like the swords fall and he doesn't die. But then, oops, the thing quashes his head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the weight thing. I don't know what you call it. It's a thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that specific machine. It's a called. machine. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but it, it it literally crushes his head. Goodbye. You're dead. And then we move on to the hardware store, which is I had it written down what it was called. What was it? It might as well be a Home Depot or a Lowe's. That's. What, I mean, that's. It's literally called like something. De- oh, Home Improvement Depot. Oh wow. <laughs> like, wow. Um, where so this is where uh, McKinley and Aaron and Aaron work. Uh, what do they call them? Pip and, Pip and, and they, Skip? And they do things that you do not understand employees would do. Well, she's doing take backs. So I don't know if you've worked in like a I mean, I, I but... get it. But like, I have some questions. Why are there only two of them there? there I don't know. There would be more people than that. Yeah. And then at the uh, uh, well, skip forward a little bit. At the end of it, he's sawing wood. And I'm like... I think I even wrote down, why the fuck are you saw? What, why are you sawing wood? There's probably orders. So. I mean, I guess, but do it tomorrow. I don't, you might need to redo them like before you leave. But I've done that before. I don't know if you've done that before, but you can have like Home Depot cut down like a, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like yeah. a, a big piece of wood down for you. So I think that's kind of what he's doing in that moment. But it is very convenient that um, we're telling him he's about to die and there's a saw in his face. So. <laughs> um, and then so much happens. And I, I feel I feel really bad for Aaron because she seems kind of sweet. Aaron's death was awful. Yeah. That, that was... The have, na- the nail gun is is, is I have a pretty, question about that too. Bad. If there's no one to pull the trigger, would it go off like that? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that we could, we could talk about. Like, but I mean, I, thi- I can't remember if a nail gun if you pull a trigger or if it's based on pressure. You know what I mean? I think it's pressure. Is it? It has to okay. like go on to something, and that's right. That's, that makes sense then. Um, but also, like the, when the the one forklift starts going by itself, I was like, how did that happen? Like, well, it shows you. The little squeegee bottle fell down and it hit the gas pedal. Yeah, but why would it be turned on? That I don't know. Do you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. like, like those things have fail. It's the same thing as like the nail gun. Yeah, you know they have fail safes. Um, I did think it was funny though that he's like the world's worst forklift driver. Like he hits like, <laughs> for a dude who like who we, Works here. we assume that he is like kind of handy. He hits everything. I know. He hits everything. <laughs> he at least bumps everything. Yeah. I mean, my God. Um, but he gets his life spared in that moment. Um, I still but don't think... he's not happy about I it. I still don't think that those pointy sticks would kill him, but that's fine. I mean, uh, they might have from, from that height. Yeah. Um, and then Aaron trips and falls into the nail gun, and girl gets several nails into yeah i mean honestly that 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 part's honestly kind of sad if i'm being honest um and then but it makes you start to wonder is it chicken or the egg after a while you know because then you are like well wait a minute is it actually just wendy and kevin making things happen because they keep showing up and And pushing people people into it you know and this is another thing that the film could explore yeah is okay what is the force telling them that these things are going to happen 
And then actually, is it a good force or a bad force? Is it a good force saying you got to go try to help, but you're probably not going to do it? Um, or is it, you know, a bad force saying, ah, here are these things, but maybe, you know, I'll make you do them. Yeah. You know, that that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Is, is it a good knows? thing or a bad thing? Am I a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> um, or am I a sad witch? And then they go to the tricentennial where... Now this, oh my God, also, so when this part pops, God, I'm such a dick today. When this part pops up, I'm like... What the fuck town is this with this tricentennial shit right now? I mean, it makes sense. It's like a Fourth of July celebration. Oh, fair enough. Um, but um, it's it is really funny though. Also, to me, tricentennial is three hundred years. That's a lot. <laughs> that that's a lot. Um, it's just the one part that I kind of had a laugh at is that um, he is a, a, fuck you, Ben Franklin. Kevin essentially figures out that he's <laughs> going to die via firework, probably. Um, that's not what happens. And so what does he do? Stays by the fireworks. <laughs> but, uh, so oh, wait, another part too that, that I laughed at is like, okay, so all this shit has just happened. All this shit has just happened. And like they, they and right before this is where they, they have that hug part. If you yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to go with my dad for a couple of hours. And so the next time that we see him, he's working security at this yeah. thing. And I'm like, oh, you know, a whole lot has happened kind of traumatic. Maybe you should take a day off. Or maybe stay away from the explosives. Yeah, or maybe don't work security at something. (laughs) Just thinking. Um, At this moment in the movie, there has been two characters that we have not figured out who they were on that got off of the uh, roller coaster. But now we know. But on on this watch, I I did make sure to look really close when we were doing the roller coaster scene to say, like, are they really on it? And there are two people that are kind of like have like hoodies up. So I'm like, okay, they actually did put them in the scene. So they're like, I see there. what you're saying. Because before you're like, were they there? Or, or were they, they just, just saying, kind of, were they just kind of there. stuck in at the yeah. end? Yeah. And you do notice that two people, um, uh, during the roller coaster scene, two people do fall right before McKinley and, um, Aaron. Okay. Um, so th- I think that's meant to be them. Okay. Um, and you don't, you don't see who they are. You just see them fall. And we find out that it's actually Julie, the sister. sister. And, um, and they, her friend. And I will say that there's a part where there's a runaway horse because these asshole kids. I wrote down horse on the loose. <laughs> these asshole kids um, throw cherry bombs at the horse. I'll tell you, the kids in this movie are assholes. Kids are assholes. They're, 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 all, the, all the kids at this fucking carnival, every single kid that you see is a dick. Yeah. They're all trying to do something. They're riding M80s by a fucking horse. And it's just, oh, these people. But there is a part where um, I did flinch because there's a part where the horse is carrying like this, um, the spike that he was in yeah. the ground with and it flies directly at the camera. And I uh, actually did like flinch. I was like, oh gosh, that got me for a second. God, and poor Julia gets her going one way. Yeah. And then going the other way. And I will say, if he didn't cut that rope, that would have been uh-huh. a very gruesome with death. The, with the sword from the Colonials. <laughs> yes. Um, and then it turns out that her friend, who was on the roller coaster yes. with her, she gets a spike through her chest. She so do. Um, and then it's, we figure out that McKinley has a vendetta against Wendy because he she didn't save Aaron, apparently. Uh, yeah, the, that 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 part is pretty. He turns like evil. It's it's not it's not a super tight part of the script, if we're being honest. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then she gets out of the way of some fireworks that I think we're supposed to take her out, and uh, McKinley gets crushed by this. I can't even tell you what this is—a forklift. Uh, I guess it's holding up the flag. It's like a crane. Yeah, a crane. Like a small crane. He definitely gets splattered into a million pieces which we've seen that before yeah we saw we saw it in part two you yeah. remember um one thing that we kind did, of one thing that we didn't talk about is that the the element in this movie is photography 
which is new to the series. Fair enough. Um, they introduced this. Or Panasonic camera. <laughs> I actually had that Lumix camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's kind of introduced that uh, the premonitions of how people are going to die after the roller coaster are hidden within the photos that she took yeah. that night, which I think is kind of cool. Um, there's some moments that they talk about with like um, 9-11 and they talk about Abraham Lincoln. There's, there's a lot of 9-11 actually yeah. in this. Um, speaking of technology. Yeah, they the... bring up Osama bin Laden. A like lot. three times. But that also, I mean, you were right earlier. I mean, that that was a lot of the zeitgeist yeah. then. I mean, we were talking about OBL a lot yeah, around, yeah. around that period. Um, also, all the cell phones in this are Motorola Razors. Yep. Makes sense. 2006. Uh-huh. I, I had a Razor. How did you feel about the, um, the inciting incident in comparison to some of the other Final Destination movies? Is this a fear of yours, a roller coaster type situation? Um... Is it always in the back of your head? I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't been on a roller coaster in a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, th- I think when I was younger, I liked them a lot better. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, like the last roller coasters that I really went on that were cool, uh, 2017, I was at Universal Studios Hollywood. And I had some fun rides that day. Um, I, you know, I don't like the crazy ones anymore. Sure. You know sense. what I mean? I like I like ones that are like like the Harry Potter type. They're inside a thing. It's that kind of like, um, it's that kind of like, uh, what do you call it? It's almost like a video, and then there's like an internal. Oh, I, thing. I know. You're I, about. I, I can't really explain it, but I enjoy those more. By the way, folks, if you're hearing honking right now, there's people just driving by honking because I think there's a birthday going on. Great. This is the time of pandemic. This is go it. Go get a go get a vaccine and have a birthday party yeah, in person. Just, I mean, by the way, we can actually have birthday parties now. Um, anyways. Um, yeah, that, 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 I mean, I, I don't think that I'm scared of them anymore is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, as far as the inciting incident, the roller coaster, I think this is like in the middle for me, as far as like openings of a final destination yeah. movie, I think it's, it's, it's in a, this, I'm saying this in like a weird movie way, but it's fun, but it's not like my favorite one. As far as what's like, your favorite one? Um, it's kind of tied between probably the car accident. I mean, the the car accident is so good, yeah, because there is so much to it. I mean, talk about a complex. It it's so complex that it took skill, uh-huh. true skill, to choreograph it. Yep. And that's why it's so good. And it's all practical too. Yeah, I mean, like so. there's a ton of shit that happens in that. Whereas this is just like. A roller coaster. It's more isolated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I do, I do like the bridge too in Final Destination Five. Yeah, but, fair enough. Um, this kind of is like right in the middle there with the roller coaster. I can feel that because like as the as the series goes on, the plane crash kind of becomes. Um, it's just kind of okay. It's, it's like nothing if yeah. we're being honest <laughs> for, compared to the other ones. And the NASCAR race is just ridiculous. But we can talk about that if we ever talk about that. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 one doesn't get me. Um, I'm trying to think of what I wrote down here. Oh, and then at the end of the oh, th- oh sorry, the song. So for every Final Destination movie, there's kind of a theme song that kind of follows our is characters that the one throughout that, the movie. There's somebody behind you yeah. thing. So the song is someone is standing behind you. That's it. Yeah. So um, on the train. Well, and then so they think they beat death. And then there's actually kind of a great scene that you don't really get in a lot of these movies. I mean, you kind of do, but I think this one's stronger yeah. than the other ones, um, where she is in probably New York, I'm assuming. you. It, it looks like New York. It's, and it's actually, it happens so quickly. Because I, th- I think it even says like six months later. Or yeah, something. five months later. Um, and all of a sudden, she's in the big city. Mm-hmm. And like, not only that, but like her hair changes, like 
Five months, you can get a haircut. I mean, but no, like she like she like colored her hair. Her hair looks darker and everything. For a she's minute, in, I was like, she's in college now. Is that the same person? <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're suddenly in New York on a subway. The subway signs are hilarious, by the way, because they're very clearly like not New York subway signs. Well, no, it's funny because each of the subway signs is correlates to one of the deaths in the oh, movie. Oh, well, you know what? I, I mean, like the the stations. Oh, the I stations. Mean, the station yeah, signs. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it was funny that there was like a tanning oh, yeah. salon, the tanning and, like, salon, and all those. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was clever. But, but um, then all of a sudden, they're about to get off. And then all of a sudden, her sister's there. And that prevents her from getting off. And then all of a sudden, they're talking some more, talking some more. And then all of a sudden, Kevin's there, too. Oh, shit. They're all three on the one. Oh, no. And this on, is not good. And they're on train 180. This is not good, everybody. And then we get a second kind of premonition death, which is kind of crazy. Uh-huh. And because it's it's just as crazy as the initial one. Yeah. Like with the, a train derailment. And it's tough. Kevin gets a real nasty death where he is up against the wall and gets like graded to death, I guess. He's so cute too. Um, and eventually everyone dies. And you know, that just goes to show you, you can't cheat death. Death is going to get you no matter what. And part of me also just kind of wants to be, you know what? Maybe you just got to die. <laughs> everyone dies. Um, and I, I do want to just want to go back really quick just to kind of highlight Ashley and Ashlyn. Because oh, for sure. They are two of the best characters, and I really wish they were in this longer. They have great lines, like, I think we should invite her to go to the tanning salon with I know, us. And I then know. they're like, that was so nice of us. <laughs> now, see, we didn't really even fight on this. I know. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um, I did think it was... F- the, the tanning salon scene is done really well, as far as, like, the Rube Gold B. Bergian part oh, of it. Sure. Yeah. It's one of the more, like, um, synced ones, because, you know, they, they turn up the heat, and that makes the drink melt. It's and that gruesome. Some that death. Oh, God, it really it is. is. I had forgotten that they actually get naked in this movie. They do. <laughs> yes, My so favorite naked naked ladies. Boobies. Uh... Also, the the people that for the roller coaster scene, they had to write it twenty six times. Wow, that's that'd be horrific. For I me. mean, that that honestly sounds terrible. It sounds oh, terrible. This is the only movie in the oh maybe not in the franchise. I can't remember if he's in five or not. That Tony Todd Tony does not Todd. make a personal experience. But you hear his he, voice at the roller coaster. He's the voice of the roller yeah. coaster, and he's the voice of the conductor on the train at the end. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's where right. he says, like, yeah. it's... Which I have a question about that. They say it's the end of the line, and then they go another stop. It, it wasn't the end of the line. <laughs> and I'm like, the end of the line means it's the end of the Some, line. Someone was not paying attention. Also, if you've never seen the movie End of the Line, check it out. It's actually really good. Yep. <laughs> um... I think that's about it. What was your final thought on it? Oh, um, let me see. I'm going to move my notes here. Uh, I said, anchored by a great performance from her Mary Elizabeth Winstead, this deviates a bit from what is expected in the franchise, and I think it benefits from it. I changed my thoughts on this a little bit in the course of our conversation. You know, I think it's a fun movie that fails to go as deeply as it should. Okay. And And I think that by part three, they could have started to explore more about death, and about the the forces behind it. But instead, it just relied on the same sort of death sequences that are so ridiculous and way too much emphasis on coincidences. So for me, it's a little just sloggy because of that. But it's still it's still a good entry in the franchise. Yeah, I think it's just it's one of those ones that I can turn on and just watch anytime. Agreed. Yeah, I give it a three and a half. 
Okay, you're, so you're right in the middle. I'm right in the middle on it. Um, I'm I'm quite a bit higher. I this is one of my favorite ones in the franchise. Um, so I gave it a five. I think it's been sure. I, I think I gave it a half point just for Mary Elizabeth Winstead. If I'm being Fair completely honest. So. I mean, we t- we talked about it for thirty minutes. Yeah. I mean, there's there's, a, there's clearly a lot to talk about in this movie. So, and yeah. that being said, too, we're gonna end it right there. Go grab a. Well, are we done? We still have one more game. Oh, there's to more. Play. There's one more thing that we do. What are we doing? We're playing uh, the classic game, Queer Eye for the Horror Guy. Ooh. (laughs) You came into my life, and the world never looked so bright. It's true, you bring out the best in me when you are around. Oh yeah, things keep getting better. All things do keep getting better, folks, as the song goes. Um, anyways, welcome to, we haven't done this for a while, Queer Eye for the Horror Guy. We're going to make these movies gay. That is literally all this game is. Yep. So, Andrew, you're doing the fun house. Okay. How are you going to make it gay? So I think given the context of the movie that we're in, so we're in a kind of... You're going to call it the come up. No, no. No, but I think that... <laughs> That's there, really funny. I think that there could have been... And listen, I'm putting it in the context of the movie. Okay. I think that they probably would have represented queerness as like an, on the freak show as like, look at the two men who kiss like type of thing. Well, but in reality too... That would be reality. Because, That's what I mean. Because gay men are freaks. Well, no, I didn't mean that way. I mean, oh, I didn't say that out loud. I'm sorry. Within the context of the movie, given it's 1981. No, no, I get it. I, get I think it. that that could have yeah. been something that could have been inserted easily. That could have been interesting. Like, oh, this yeah. is a movie is just a little gayer. Fair enough. Okay. Um, I'm doing Final Destination 3. The way that it's going to be gay is that Kevin is going to be gay. And that's why they don't have love interest. That's why they don't have a love interest. Which also, I think, and that's why he also says the gay joke. Mm. Um, because he's actually secretly gay. Which actually, I think... I could think be that, canon. I think that actually could have worked, to be honest. Like, it would, it would be... Because we ever get a gay character in Mountain Destination? Oh, God. Uh, there's a lot of characters. I don't, I don't think I honestly that we don't do. think so. Um, but I think that is one... Well, number one, I think, I think it actually could be true. I think that Kevin could be gay. Why does she want to break up with him? He's cute. Maybe they don't have sex. He doesn't want to be with uh, with what's her face, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Like maybe that's actually what's going on is that he is gay. Who knows? He's sucking that, you know, <laughs> sucking that D. Uh, so that brings that us find to- that final D. <laughs> that brings us to the end of episode fifty-seven. Only three away from sixty. Jeez, oh peace. Of Friday the Thirteenth Horror God Podcast. Almighty. We are a member of the Dread Podcast Network. What a network it is, too. Keeps on growing. That it does. Network. Truly, there, there are some great new shows on it. So don't just check us out, uh, which, which you've already done. Um, check out all the other shows on it, too. Kim and Kat, uh, Guts. Uh, the Mick po- Garris. The, the postmortem podcast with, with Mick Garris. Uh, Creatures the, the, of the Night with the Boulay Brothers. I always forget their damn name, but it's <laughs> Creatures of the Night. You're right. Lots of great shows on, on our network, um, and it's fantastic. So check out all of the shows on what's going to become the best horror podcast network in the world. 
So you can call our Friday hotline. It's at 872-208-3119. That's 872-208-3119. You only got a couple episodes left to get your voicemails in. You can support Friday the 13th by becoming a Patreon patron. Uh, and you can also buy our merchandise. You can do both of those things if you go to www.friday13.com slash support. Super easy. Friday13.com slash support. I think we need to get some Get Slayed shirts on there. That might be a good one for our next Yeah, next um, we will look. Oh, man, we wish we had them for fucking Pride Month. Ah, Damn. Okay. Also, it is June, by the way, when you're hearing this. So, happy Pride Month. Yeah. You little sweet loves. We'll have all of our Pride content in episode 58. I know. Of Friday. Do we have any new patrons this month? Not this week. Because we don't. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. <laughs> so I think that that will bring us to the end. And as always, we encourage you to get, get slayed. slayed.